Hello. Welcome to 1.21 gigawatts. Uh, I'm Matt. That's Tim. Hello. And we talk about movies. Uh, more importantly, more recent movies that are usually in theaters. Yeah. Uh, today, we're going to talk about Solo, a Star Wars story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for for the record, me and Tim are both really big Star Wars fans. So oh, yeah. Paint this a little bit, but we'll try to be objective. I can't promise. Sure. Uh, usually here with me is Connor and sometimes mm-hmm. Pete, uh, especially for Star Wars. But Pete got banned from his theater <laughs> from yeah from seeing Star Wars. So mm-hmm. and and Connor's busy, which I know that's heartbreaking for him because mm-hmm. he's probably one of the biggest Star Wars fans I know. Mm-hmm. Like he even reads all the novels and, and all that. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, solo. <laughs> this this is a. It's not a prequel, right? Because we don't like to use that word. Yeah, so, I wouldn't consider it. No. Right, but it is a origin, if you will, mm-hmm. for everyone's favorite. You know, scruffy looking. Smuggler. Yeah, <laughs> Nerf Herder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think it had a a huge hurdle to jump through because. Mm-hmm. We're coming off of The Last Jedi, which came out uh, back in the winter, right before Christmas. And we've only had really had five months in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I just know my expectations were tampered a little bit. Plus it had a troubled production. Yeah, I, I know. Like for me personally, I um, I was kind of falling into a lot of the stuff you were hearing about online. Like, you know, they're talking about uh, – uh, it was a uh, Lord and Miller originally were supposed to direct, mm-hmm. and then they dropped out, and then it seemed like there was director troubles for a bit, and then they're talking about uh, you know having like uh, problems with the main actor on set. So I definitely was down right up until maybe like a month or two ago. Once I actually started seeing the trailers a lot, like um, the trailers started to get me excited for it. Yeah, those those trailers were really great. They had like yeah. this rhythm to them that made it not feel like any other Star Wars trailer I'd seen to this point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I was hoping that was the vibe of the movie because we found these very, I don't want to say constrained, I don't have a better mm-hmm. word, like uh, of what Star Wars is mm-hmm. uh, and how it's presented. And I felt between all of the, the drama that happened with Lord and Miller and Kathleen Kennedy, uh, this felt the opposite. So oh, sure. I, I felt like they really leaned into that. And, they, yeah. and I actually think it helped because it, it seems like it both got you and me. More, oh, yeah. more invested because this was one that I didn't think it was coming out in May. I thought they were really going to push it. Yeah. And lo and behold, I, I was surprised once they revealed the release date. I was like, oh, yeah. really? And because this is it. the yeah, and this was the first new one that we had like this yeah. early because all before yeah. they all been December, right? Yeah. So they yeah. they were meant to come out in in May, starting with Force Awakens because that was generally when Star Wars movies came out. But JJ needed it to be pushed back. Uh, and then that caused the rest of them. But I guess Ron Howard, who who was brought in, is that much of a journeyman that he got it in on time. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and now uh, I, I I could be wrong about this, but is uh, is like Solo your guy? Like when we're talking like you know original cast, like he's yeah. Like, so as a as a kid, I was all about Luke Skywalker, right? He's the main mm-hmm. guy. But the older I get, the more I'm just like, oh man, Han Solo. <laughs> That's a dude that's seen some things. Oh yeah, he. I mean, he is. He's easily maybe like one of the most like charming. Like, uh, yeah. for like for me, like like you said, yeah, I'm a huge lifelong Star Wars fan. Uh, I usually tend to like more of the 
like the kind of Jedi stuff. Like I, I'm totally a Luke guy. Um, so I obviously don't have a problem with Han Solo. Like, yeah, I love him. He's great, but he, um, I guess wasn't someone I originally was, uh, super excited like to see a, a so like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it feels weird saying solo a solo movie, movie but <laughs> yeah, I, it's a solo solo. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, but I mean, yeah, again, like talking about like the trailers were getting me hyped and then, um, yeah, spoiler alert. Uh, well, not a real spoiler, but a spoiler right. for my opinion. But I totally love this movie. I was really surprised at how much I dug it. Yeah, this this is a very much a map movie because mm-hmm. it checks all the boxes that I love with adventure. Sure. It has a sense of humor, mm-hmm. uh, and it's not as heavy. That was my big thing coming out of the Last Jedi. It's very heavy at points and very like ham fisted of what Ryan Johnson wanted to do, and I feel like. Here, it benefited from Ron Howard just coming in to tell the story. Like, yeah, I, yeah, like this is uh, sorry, yeah, like this is like just totally like no matter how you feel about like Last Jedi, it's a very uh, kind of derisive movie. But yep. I, I think either way, like yeah, there is heavy stuff in it. While you know, um, there's definitely serious stuff in this movies, but mm-hmm. in this movie, but I think it's also just like a lot of fun. Like you know, yeah. like it seems like, and even like the other you know spinoff movie that we have to compare, Rogue One. Yeah that too was telling a big grand story and this Mm -hmm. just seemed like you know obviously it's still telling a story but it seemed to much more focus on like let's just have fun like let's have like a a ride that you know you're gonna take and i I was really happy with that that, that's exactly right because it kind of is the spirit of han solo where it's this charming you're just gonna roll with the punches and go along with it and you know there were parts where I was questioning, like, oh, man, especially at the beginning, like, mm-hmm. oh, man, but those fade away super fast. So I think yeah. we should jump into our, you know, first half of this is going to be spoiler-free. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't seen it and you are still made it this far, um, you're free to keep watching. We'll let you know when we hit that big space wall that, that is <laughs> spoilers. Yeah. And we'll, we'll try to make that run in less than 12 parsecs. <laughs> I was waiting for the parsecs. Yeah, right. You got to. <laughs> So yeah, so the movie opens and it's very like drab. They're on Corellia mm-hmm. and it kind of gels with what I know of Han Solo. Like I'm not an EU guy, mm-hmm. so but but I have a vague familiarity with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it started to check some boxes that I knew, but it, it almost feels like a war movie where oh, yeah. there you can tell the empires come in and occupied and it's kind of made the lives worse for these people. And you're introduced to, to Han uh, and Kira, played by Amelia Clark, uh, Khaleesi from Game of Thrones. And you get this underworld vibe, which is kind of what you want in Han Solo, right? Because yeah. that's how we meet him in, in the very first, in A New Hope. Uh, yeah. And he's kind of a street rat. And we get to, to see how yeah, he, he interacts. They call them uh, scum, uh, scum rats or something, I think. Scum rats, something along those lines. Yeah. yeah, so we get to all that, and... We see him basically make a break for it, and he, he encounters like the, the local crime lord, and he, she's called Lady, and I can't remember. It, it's been a while, a couple days since I've seen this. Yeah, I don't have the wiki up. But, well, uh, I, I have to wait till like they release like some new updated um, Star Wars Guide to Characters <laughs> book or something. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, but that's so, what I used to have, like a, as a kid, the the essential guide to characters and like the visual where <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. But we need. Her- I will say there are some like aliens in this that I absolutely love. That I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I I want to get to know like this person's name. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and it does what the old movies did well, where it's it's people in suits. It's not so much CG yeah. creatures. Uh, but yeah, they meet this 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 crime lord on Corellia, and she's like this snake creature, uh, <laughs> or, or like a millipede of some kind. Yeah. Which I, I thought was kind of funny because like, oh, does he just always end up working for like these giant kind of like, yeah. yeah. yeah it's just, it's in his character. Yeah. So, you know, he does the Han Solo charming thing where he tries to talk his way out, ends up making a break for it with Kira. We get some cool car chase stuff, mm-hmm. uh, which I felt very George Lucas because we all know oh, how yeah. he felt about cars and whatnot. So I was like, okay, well, this feels like Han Solo so far. Yeah. So we're, we're good. Uh, he runs into some stormtroopers and they get to the, the spaceport. And of course, him and Kira get separated because we need a driving yeah. force for the movie. And I felt like really, this is kind of where I started to get worried because yeah. it becomes very soap opery over the top. Yeah. And so, uh, they get separated. She like makes him go and mm-hmm. he goes to fill out to, to, basically enlist because he has nowhere else to go mm-hmm. into the Imperial Academy. Yeah. And he just gives his name as, as Han. And this is my first big problem. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and he goes, well, the, the guy that's enlisting is like Han what? And he goes mm-hmm. solo, just nothing. It's just Han. He goes, okay, yeah. that's fine with it. Yeah. And I cringe so hard. <sighs> yeah. That was like, that's there's a couple of things like this in the movie like where I, I don't think they do it too much but there was one or two instances where they'll kind of exp- like show something or explain something where i'm like mm-hmm. that didn't need explained like no, no. <laughs> like no one like question like you know oh yeah he has a cool name like we don't need to know the origins no. of that <laughs> it works and yeah. so that's what that's what got to me was uh, i'm gonna put my negative thoughts up front usually i put those at last okay. But my most of my issues with the movie come from come from those moments that you're talking mm-hmm. about, where it's just like, yeah. hey, look at this thing you recognize from other movies. Yeah, and it feels like oh, like you don't have like faith in your own movie standing out that you right. have to constantly remind people like, oh, remember the the thing you like? It's like no, like just like we like just, what you're doing. Just keep exactly. Going. Yeah, and then uh, the the other main problem was the pacing. I felt like it was a little sure. shocking at points, yeah. but not. I mean. Not that I was like, oh, man, when is this over? It was just like it felt very episodic and it felt like some episodes were longer than the other. And I can kind of rationalize that away being like that's the nature of Star Wars, yeah. you know, based off sci-fi serials and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, so he enlists. He ends up on this planet and it's just a mud hole. And you can tell he's not a very good soldier. <laughs> and he sees Woody Harrelson kind of like being sneaky and he's also dressed as like a captain in the the empire army and and whatnot and this is how they have their meet cute right <laughs> yeah and he ends up working with woody harrelson and that jettisons him and to the rest of the adventures of the movie where he meets chewbacca and you know becomes this lando. rogue yeah, yeah lando yeah. and and all this other stuff and we see the kessel run which is super cool, like yeah, you know, and and we very much get his relationship with with the law, where yeah, he's on the outside of the law, but he has his own code of honor. Mm-hmm. So there's certain things that he won't tolerate, even though he's doing it, you know, in yeah. the shadows. And and I like that. I felt like that nailed the Han Solo character 
There, yeah, there's one. Um, I, I don't think this is like super spoilery because you know we know Han's yeah. a good guy and stuff. But there's like yeah. one line early on when he you know is enlisted in, uh, you know, the Empire, and um, yeah, you know, I think the commanding officer is talking about how, uh, you know, like oh, like we gotta like they're on this planet, like oh, like we gotta fight back these invaders or something. And Han's like, we are the invaders, like. Yeah. You know, like he he like immediately questions it and stuff, and you'd yeah. see how it gets him in trouble. And then, um, but it's nice to see like, oh yeah, like he even if he's in in the Empire for a little bit, it's not because he agrees with it or yeah, you know, he's or using as a like like most things that we've seen him, he's using it as a means to an end. Like when we first meet him in A New Hope, he's really just trying to get off a of Tatooine to get yeah. away from Java. And sure, he's gonna take the old man's money when when he gets to where they need to go, but yeah. he just uses people as a means to an end. Yeah, so, I, I, yeah, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just okay. gonna say, like, no, I, I do agree. Uh, yeah, like with your points, like, yeah, there, there was some uh, pacing stuff, um, and like the, um, I do have one kind of bigger complaint, but mm-hmm. um, I have to save it for spoiler Spoilers. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's why I'm just but, trying to get the the broad strokes here. Yeah, and then we'll we'll hit that spoiler wall. But um, but I mean, thing- yeah, like all that stuff aside, though, again, just still want to emphasize yeah still had a great time it was like a lot of fun like you know and uh, i think one of the things i like the most is that uh, it it just felt like it had like a lot of the stuff like in the original trilogy uh, that i really liked where it's just uh like fun set pieces and like really cool like background characters like again it's going back to you know seeing all these interesting characters and aliens that you know you're looking in the background like oh this looks cool and and stuff and uh, even even in when when we see when we meet paul bettany's character uh like his his yacht room is like filled yeah. <laughs> with cool stuff that I want to see, and we don't get to spend much time with any of them. But there's little stuff on his desk and in trophy cases that felt like a lived in universe. Exactly. So, yeah. Which is what Star Wars always had felt like to me. Like it was part of this big grander thing. Yeah. And, like the the best part about it is that you look at this stuff and you want to know more. Like. Yeah. Uh, and um and actually something like you kind of said a little earlier about how you aren't uh, a big eu guy um mm-hmm. like i unfortunately i don't have a lot of time like anymore to yeah. like do deep dives into that stuff but like growing up i i loved like all those books and stuff mm-hmm. and there was actually like a, a surprising number of like eu references in here which like really mm-hmm. like made me smile like uh just like little stuff and like names mm-hmm. here and there but uh i just think it was cool that yeah they pay homage to again the more bigger expanded universe and and it kind of reminded me of those old stories where it's like um yeah this this feels familiar but at the same time it is doing something like kind of new and different i haven't seen before is it and that's why i appreciate it so much and because it's it's like like, a crime caper like it it is it's it's and it takes from film noir and it takes from westerns and to me, Star Wars has always been an amalgamation of different things. Like, yeah, it's yeah. a sci-fi, but it's also fantasy, mm-hmm. and it's it's an adventure serial. It's also mm-hmm. a war movie. It's never just one thing. It plays in all those sandboxes. And here, it, it's the same thing. Like I just said, it's it's film noir. She have Kira, who's very much a, a femme fatale. Oh, you yeah. don't quite know where she stands. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you also have Western iconography, just the way that, that Han wears his blaster on his hip. Yep. And there's a train robbery. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it doesn't get much more Western than a train robbery, right? <laughs> yeah. So, and I feel like it, it would it actually take somebody like Ron Howard, who 
I don't feel he has a style. Like, you don't look at a movie and go, sure. oh, that's a Ron Howard. But I do mm-hmm. feel he understands story on a level yeah. that some directors don't. Because um, you look at something like Apollo 13, and it's basically like a bottle movie. You know, yeah. it's these three guys just trapped in a capsule trying to survive. And you get look-ins to Houston every once in a while. But what makes that movie work is that you care about all of those astronauts. And yeah. I feel here where in some of the previous Star Wars movies, you don't quite care about some of the characters. Mm-hmm. I care about the majority of them in this one. Oh, without whether a doubt, it's, yeah. Whether if it's L3, who's the new, like, <laughs> snap, you know, what's the word? Sassy robot. <laughs> yeah, she's a sassy <laughs> droid uh, who has a very defined character to even Kira, who's this femme fatale. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, you know, Han and Chewie, who I already have, you know, yeah. vested interest in. But there are parts that I worry because even though I know they're going to make it out, you yeah. know, you see them in the other movies, in the moment, I feel like Ron Howard did a good job at making me care about what's going on. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. And uh, actually, I was really it, it, it's kind of like dumb to sound uh, to say, but like I, um, you know, as I was watching, you know, I was so like caught up in Hanzo, like I completely forgot like about Chewbacca. And then once he's introduced, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, because I'm a huge Chewbacca fan. I love Chewie. Okay. And, uh, uh, and yeah, once he was back in, I, I was like, I, I think, like, uh, I like the stuff in in the beginning. Um, but like you said, like, I was a little uh, apprehensive. But I think once Chewie was introduced, that's when like <laughs> I was really like, oh, okay, I'm I'm fully on board. Um, yeah. With this, and uh, I, I think he like he gets like a lot of good moments. Um, oh, he does. He's I don't want to say he's the heart of the movie, yeah. but I feel kind of once he's introduced and you see his relationship with Han. That's where it, where it really comes together. Uh, so yeah, so I think we we've set up all that we can before getting dangerously close to to spoilers. <laughs> I think so, like uh, yeah, like bottom line, like you know, we both really liked it, uh, despite yeah. maybe like a few problems here and there. And I, oh, definitely. I think, yeah, uh, I mean, uh, if you like Star Wars, it's come well. On. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm just gonna say this, and it sounds crazy, and I've already had people question me on it. This is my favorite Star Wars movie, like of all time. Of all time, yeah. So uh, up to okay. this point, it was a new hope. Yeah. Like, and I understand that Empire is probably the best made of them, but to my sensibilities, it was a new hope. And this feels of the same, you know, animal, I guess, of a new hope. Okay. Like, it's just this actiony adventure, uh, good character stuff uh, with a sense of humor, and it's just, it's just a movie I felt made for me. I I wouldn't put you on that. I think, um, yeah, it's like, it's almost like hard to say, like, you don't want to ever say anything other than the original trilogy, but I, yeah, yeah, I I wouldn't hold that against you. Yeah. Yeah, So, but I'm also a weird guy like that. So, you know what I mean? (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I love the Ewok song. What? what? (laughs) So let's, let's go into spoilers. uh, And we we could talk about the main crux of the movie because, Basically, what happens is, so spoilers going forward. Pete would yeah. kill me if I didn't make this note. Uh, we're gonna hit hyperspace or hyperdrive, and leave everyone else that doesn't want to know key plot details. Yeah. Uh, this is your getting off point. So thanks for watching. Uh, this for is the best of you. Yeah. We're heading. We've uh, we've bribed the Imperial Guard. We've gone through yeah. the doors. If you if you if you haven't seen it, oh. you're gonna be left behind. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you can't, you're gonna make a, a fake game, a fake game going forward. <laughs> so, so, anyways, 
so we see Han. He meets Woody Harrelson's character. And I should have all these names up. Because uh, it's sounds... Beckett. Beckett. There you go. Tobias Beckett. Which is also the most weirdly normal-sounding name. Yeah. All yeah Star it's Wars. like, oh, this is, a, this is a name that could exist. Uh, and, and he feels like a Danny Ocean from Ocean's Eleven. Like, he's mm-hmm. always the guy with the plan. Uh, and you find out that him and his crew... Uh, which is a, a lady named Val, who you can kind of sense that her and Tobias are together. Mm-hmm. And then this this third character. Uh, <laughs> and they're constantly arguing. They look like they don't belong. Han picks up on it immediately. Mm-hmm. And they're there to steal some Imperial equipment for their next job. Uh, Han ends up getting in on it. Uh, they instantly turn on him. Because yeah. they're like, we're not going to have this kid ruining our score. Uh, and, and that's how he he meets Chewbacca because they throw him in the brig with the Wookiee. Mm-hmm. And the, like, I kind I kind of uh, like that they yeah that they weren't instantly like, hey uh, you got chops kid like all right you want to yeah. join us like I like that they're like they're kind of like oh, okay good job you figure us out and then immediately they're like yeah. <laughs> just report them. <laughs> yeah, exactly because that's what they would do because these guys make this as a living, you know, uh, but. Then we get to see Han and his relationship with Chewie as they we find out he knows Shiri Wook, which is the oh, yeah. language of the Wookiees, which I thought was hilarious because the first time he pulls it out, it sounds like he's gargling on mud. Mm-hmm. And then you realize that no, he's talking and Chewie starts to understand him. Yeah. So they work together to get free, and yeah. right there, it's the beginning of a bromance. Yeah. <laughs> and the, I, I love them escaping and like they're like mm-hmm. they're chained together and like yep. Chewie just basically starts like dragging them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He throws them at one point. Yeah. Because you can see that Wookiee strength. Yeah. And, and yeah, so he ends up. Oh, uh, uh, I, a quick thing. All right. Uh, I, I want to see what your opinion on this because uh, I was kind of like um, arguing about this with a friend the other day. So they're keeping like Chewbacca, you know, the Empire. They're keeping him like chained mm-hmm. up in this pit. Um, yeah. Now, do you think that Chewbacca actually ate the other prisoners that were thrown down there? I don't think so. I think yeah. he might have killed them as a like they know, were forced to fight. Probably fight exactly, yeah. and with his strength, because we mm-hmm. see we see him rip the arms off of somebody yeah. later in the movie, <laughs> which I've always wanted to see a Wookiee do. So yeah. I I popped for that one. Oh, and but, it was super funny too when yeah. when he when he does that. Han's like, "Well, I, I was the same size of that outfit. I could have wore it as yeah, a disguise." But, exactly. Uh, well, you but do yeah. you, man. But yeah, <laughs> but I don't, I don't my, think he ate them. Yeah, because my friend said like, you know, one of the officers has a line with it, like, "Oh, like the beast hasn't eaten for a while." But I think that was more of a, you know, them kind of dehumanizing him and like, yeah. you know, and that kind of thing. Like I. I'm I'm sure that Chewbacca had was forced to fight him and stuff, but I just I just yeah. don't feel like he was eating people. No, because I, I don't feel like you can go from eating people to teaming up with a guy yeah, just because it speaks your language. It, yeah. It's too much of a snap, and that's what the Empire does. They dehumanize all these creatures, and there's yeah. always this this you know fan theory that Chewie's always been involved in the resistance and the rebellion. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like, what was he on the, doing on this mud planet to begin with? Like, was he sent there? uh by whoever you know um let's say at, at some thing. point don't they mention that he's looking for his family or tribe uh, i don't know if maybe that had something to do with it yeah uh, but i, I kind of want to know what they were doing there because yeah. we saw him in in uh revenge of the sith uh yeah. on Kashyyyk, you know and whatnot and this is a couple years what this is 10 years before 
ish before New Hope. So yeah, I was trying to place the timeline in my head. I, I figured it was probably somewhere around there. Um, yeah, because uh, the like Empire is in full swing. You have stormtroopers all around. Like yeah, so it must be uh, after that. But I, I heard some people complain about that. Like they were like, I don't know when this is supposed to take place. I think. Some people are confused because of the reveal towards the end, uh, but I'm like, it's clearly, you know, between well, like three and four. Yeah, well, and we'll get to that reveal because that reveal came yeah. out of nowhere, and <laughs> it sounds like a complaint, but it's not a complaint because yeah. I freaked out. I, yeah, <laughs> I was all, all for it. <laughs> uh, so they join the crew, and him and Chewie, they bring Chewie on his muscle. That's kind of why they keep Han around because, like, oh, well, the Wookiee <laughs> likes him. So, yeah. uh, and, and we see the teamwork here. Come to find out that the third guy was this alien voiced by John Favreau, yeah. <laughs> who was like this weird ape-looking guy that has six arms or four arms and, and a leg. His name's Rico. Yeah. He was super cool. Yeah, uh, I liked him a lot. Yeah, Rico Durant. Uh, I don't know what type of alien he is, but yeah. uh, he was. You know, he instantly gels with uh, Han because Han's yeah. a pilot, and they they bond and. We, he, we he's like them. funny. He has like some like yeah like good lines and stuff. He's a yeah. very likable character. Very much so, and it's always good to see uh, Favs in there because he yeah. was on uh, Rebels, not Rebels, uh, Clone Wars, as Pre Vizsla, oh. yeah, okay. as a Mandalorian guy, which is super dope. Oh, cool! Uh, creates the dark saber. Uh, it's a fun time. You should watch it, Timmy. Uh, yeah, I, I, I got to go back. It's just a, a time issue, but I've I've heard good. I gotcha. So. Uh, we see them on their first job, and each of them have a, has a role to play. So Chewie, so they're they're robbing this um, this train. A lot of we we kind of skipped over it in the beginning, but uh, the MacGuffin in this movie is this new kind of fuel that they use all across the galaxy, uh, and it's super uh, unstable, and so you have to be super careful with it. And that's how what they bribe the uh, the customs official with it. Uh, in the very beginning, I'm looking for the, the name of this stuff. Coaxium. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's, it's basically hyperspace fuel. Yeah. Like, it, it powers the, the hyperspace engines and whatnot. And it's just dark matter kind of deal. And in, in these unsettled areas, it's it's like gold. Like, yeah. it's the currency. Uh, so basically what Tobias and his guys are doing is they're going to rob this train. They're going to take it because they have uh, a crime lord to pay off. Uh, and... It starts to go sideways. You know, each one has their role to play and uh, come to find out that there's these marauders that have been following them around and uh, led by Infus Nest. Such a cool looking character, too. Like, really like that. Kind of getting yeah. a little, yeah, kind of getting Boba Fett vibes out of them. I can see that. Uh, yeah. You know, big, big helmet, you know, primal looking, barbarian esque. It's, it's real cool. Yeah. And they just ruin this for them. And, and we lose Rico. Uh, he gets shot at uh, as he's providing cover by one of these guys. And it was sad because I wanted more of that little dude. Like, he was yeah. fun. And then uh, Beckett's girlfriend, Val, she has to blow up the bridge mm. uh, before she can get clear and sacrifices herself. Mm-hmm. And so now we see Beckett kind of at the end of his rope, and he takes Han to, to negotiate with Dryden Botts to explain yeah. what went wrong. And uh, So we go, and, and this is the first time we're really getting some Underworld vibes. Out of out of this movie, like we'd seen it a little bit back on Corellia, but now this feels like, from what I've heard, the video games were like in the '90s, like uh, Shadows okay. of the Empire, yeah, and whatnot. 
Uh, with yeah, this uh, I, I always forget. I, I keep forgetting Paul Bettany's name. Um, Dragon Boss. Dragon Boss. Uh, so yeah, he reminded me a lot of um, Prince Shizor, who's like the main bad guy from Shadows. Mm-hmm. That's, um, that's what made me think. So I'm not that well versed in EU or even video mm-hmm. games, but I know from reading Nintendo Power in the, <laughs> the late '90s, like mid to late '90s, mm-hmm. I'm familiar with characters like Dash Rendar and Prince Shizor. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> from those games mm-hmm. and whatnot. But yeah, he's this you know very ritzy mob boss, and as I was saying in the, in the pre-spoiler section, he's got this yacht that it's this big, tall, like the size of a building, mm-hmm. right? And he's at the top floor. It's almost like his penthouse, mm-hmm. and it's just filled with all these different artifacts. And I feel like you can have a movie based off of each one of these artifacts. Oh yeah, as yeah. the MacGuffin. Someone mm-hmm. pointed out to me that the Chachapoyan fertility idol. From Raiders of the Lost Ark is in there. Uh, okay. But, so I kept thinking the. Oh, yeah. I, I kept thinking that the um, like uh, I kept looking at the, the big skull in the background. I didn't know if that was supposed to be a, a crystal skull <laughs> or not. It could have been. Um, kind of looked like it. But... I'm, I'm going to see this movie again at some point, and I'll, I'll take a better look. Yeah. But yeah, so we're introduced to him by Tobias Beckett, and they're in this party. Uh, Han's trying to fit in. He can't. He's a street kid. <laughs> he has no business being here. Yeah. <laughs> and he runs back into Kira, who is now working for Dryden Voss. And it's super awkward between the two. Uh, but it's good to see. I really liked Amelia Clark in this role. Because uh, outside of Game of Thrones, she hasn't had really much to do. Yeah. So how'd you feel about her? Uh, I I liked her. Uh, you know, I'm, you know, I, I just recently got into Game of Thrones, uh, but okay. you know, I, th- I think she's great on that. And uh, yeah, I thought she was really good on this. Um, if I have maybe a minor complaint, um, you know, you think of Star Wars as such like a huge big galaxy. It does seem kind of weird that it's like two people like just randomly <laughs> run into each yeah, other. Yeah, but I feel that but, that's fate in the force and whatnot. True. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, it's it, it's a very minor thing. Like it it, it, it doesn't is. really hamper my enjoyment because uh yeah, like you definitely want her on the team. Like she has such like a yeah good dynamic with uh Han. Yeah, uh, they have a, a really a really good chemistry just between them because they feel like they are old friends that yeah. have lost each other over the last like three four years, and and you feel something's up with her from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see that she has a mark. What, what was that uh, group? Crimson. Crimson Dawn. Crimson Dawn. Yeah. Which, I, which I think is uh, from the EU stuff. Yeah. Like I, I don't think it's. Okay. I could be wrong, but I don't think it's like a like a necessarily specific like book. I think it's more kind of like a they appear in multiple books as just kind of like you know the de facto mm-hmm. underground empire or criminal stuff. Yeah. So Crimson Dawn, uh, I think it's a, a nice uh, entry mm-hmm. into this because up to this point in the movies, I think it's only Jabba in in the Hut Syndicate. Yeah. Really? So I, I like that, it, let's say we are going forward with these movies mm-hmm. set in this time period. It doesn't even have to be Han Solo. It could be both yeah. that. It could be Lando. Could we haven't even gotten to him yet. But it, um, It's nice to have a like a, a bad a guy or, you know, force yeah. or, or whatever that's not the Empire. Like, a, yeah. it, it's cool to be like, oh, no, like, yeah, there's, <laughs> it's not just the Empire is this big bad and everything else is peaceful in the galaxy. It's like, oh, yeah, no, there is this underlying element of other mm-hmm. types of danger. Yeah. Definitely. And we get the, we see him like for the first time he is like straight up murdering a dude 
with some yeah. <laughs> energy like blade thing. It's not a lightsaber; it doesn't operate or sound like one, but it's almost like the, the lightsaber's kind of cousin, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right? And it's like the he handy, just, like little, uh, you know, pocket size model. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's you know, so he's threatening a dude, kills a dude, and then you know, cleans up and presents himself as this this you know higher upper crust man and yeah. Uh, Which uh, I, I, I love that kind of duality of them where like uh, at never point and no point are you, you know, kind of like not scared of him and then no. his ability to go back and forth between like, yep. you know, the raging homicidal maniac to the like yep. businessman like so what do you got for me? Exactly. And you, you know, and you feel like this is the type of person that's the perfect foil for Han yeah. because you feel like Han might not be able to talk his way out. Yeah. Uh, and it creates a good foil. And Basically now that – because Beckett, who is this guy's main smuggler, it's very reminiscent of Jabba and Han. Like, and I feel they did that on purpose. Yeah. Is Beckett's like, we'll make it up to you. Don't don't kill me. You know, I lost some some of my crew on this. It was a disaster. And so he gives them an opportunity. Basically gives them an impossible mission mm-hmm. to where they're going to go to Kessel. And uh, Han comes up with this plan and extract raw coaxium. Have it refined, and then Voss is gonna pick it up. Mm-hmm. And as insurance, Voss sends Kira. Basically, since her Kira and Han are such good friends, mm-hmm. they fail the mission. Kira's dead. Uh, yeah. So that's that's some stakes there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can tell that Voss doesn't play around. He'll sacrifice his own people mm-hmm. if it means maintaining his power. And to me, this is where the movie really picks up, and uh, mm-hmm. the pacing stops being so much of an issue because. Uh, not that anything was long and drawn out, but like the train scene looked fantastic, mm-hmm. and then it goes into it slows back down again, and uh, it, it kind of feels like everything before that was set up to yeah okay now we have like the main mission the the characters are you know we haven't been introduced to Lando yet but it's coming up soon and yeah mm-hmm. we're almost good to go yeah and of course that's how we get introduced to Lando. Mm-hmm. They fight a, a Sabak game. Well, Kira knows of Lando as like the best smuggler in the mm-hmm. galaxy, which is is hilarious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and we see him at a Sabak game, and mm-hmm. and Han is like, oh, okay, this is how we're gonna need the ship. I'm gonna win the ship from him, mm-hmm. and uh, we're we're gonna go. And we get to see the Sabak game where Han yeah. wins the Falcon, <laughs> which I pop for because this is this is like yeah. Han Solo lore. I love Han Solo. I yeah. love the Falcon. Like, so, all, and then like, Lando. Oh, Go yeah, well, uh, all this stuff was great, and I think this is, like, an example of this kind of stuff done well, where, like, you hear about this stuff in, like, the original movies, and then, you know, sometimes when they, in other movies, they'll show you how it happens, you kind of roll your eyes, and you're like, oh, this is it, but I think this is an example of it done well, where you're like, oh, okay, this is, like, fun, and um, it's a, it's showing you, you know, what we already know, but you know, doing it in like a like a cool like interesting way that you know, doesn't make you angry yeah. or anything. Yeah, and and at the Sabak table, which Sabak's a game that's a lot like poker. Like I'm just gonna call it space poker. Like that's what it yeah. is. <laughs> it's fair. And you see all these different kinds of aliens. It feels very much like the Mos Eisley Cantina, mm-hmm. where it's all of these you know weird looking creatures at one place, but everyone feels like they belong there. Like it's yeah. this weird dichotomy. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's give it up for Donald Glover. As, oh, fantastic, yeah. As Lando, because he simultaneously does his own thing, but also pays homage to Billy D. Williams. Yeah. Like, yeah. um, 
the the main guy that's doing Han, like I, I think he was good, um, which you know, like I, I think that was a big thing coming uh, before the yep. movie. People are saying like, oh, he needs acting lessons. He's not that great, but I, I think it was certainly fine. But yeah, it does feel like you know he's kind of just trying to do forward and stuff. But like Lando was like such a standout where yes. yeah like you said he's doing his own thing but he also feels uh and sounds like the character and is just yeah a fantastic job like at every uh i don't think he's in the movie as much as uh maybe a lot of people were, were hoping uh, yeah the marketing uh, makes it sound like he's definitely a co-lead yeah uh, and he is not he, he plays his part and kind of what you need out of lando yeah, but um, it definitely was like I, I feel like he kind of stole the scene like uh, anytime he was on screen. Oh, easy! Just the way he stands, the way he talks, mm-hmm. like he is the smoothest guy in the galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to go back real quick to, about Alden Aaron Rake. And oh, sure, yeah. He said he was doing a version of Ford. I, I felt yeah. like he kind of was, but he kind of wasn't. I felt like okay. he was doing Han, which oh, okay. is true. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because there's certain yeah. mannerisms that he does. Mm-hmm. And I felt early on he was trying to do the voice, and I think Ron Howard told him to cut it out. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't like people say he's such a bad actor. I don't think he is. No. Uh, I, yeah. I like I I liked him in this movie. I thought he was good. Yeah. Uh, did you see Coen Brothers' Hail Caesar? Oh, I did. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he, so he that's the first like, time. Yeah, he's the the hayseed cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> kind of uh, Will Rogers kind of mm-hmm. guy. So. Yeah. But yeah, I was surprised because I went in thinking, you know, I love Harrison Ford. We all know I love Indiana Jones and Han Solo, <laughs> and, uh, a detective book from from Witness, right? Like, he's just always this grumpy, cantankerous guy. And I felt like this is a Han that hasn't, like, yeah, he's been through some stuff, but he hasn't been through all of it yet, yeah, right? He, so, he's a little more gung-ho uh, in this. Yeah, yeah. He, he's less reserved than Han. And Han's not that reserved in when we see him in the original trilogy, mm-hmm. you know, he's still very much. And I think a lot of that comes from Kasdan, who Lord Kasdan, oh, who yeah. wrote this, I think with his son. So it's very familiar with Han, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, so we, we can keep going now. So sure. we see this Hobbit game and, uh, Han does beat Lando, but yeah. Lando's a filthy cheater. <laughs> so he doesn't win the Falcon outright. Like <clears throat> we see the card up his sleeve and whatnot. And, and that sets something up for later, but Lando gets in on this mi- mission, and we get you know introduced to to L three, who's his droid, and it's weird because I'm so used to Lando with Lobot, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So it's cool that he's kept a similar kind of you know friend around for so long, yeah. you know. Uh, but L three, I think, really stole her scenes too. As the oh, sassy great. robot that has her own personality, she really is Lando's Chewie, down yes. to the co-pilot of the Falcon. Yeah, I, I loved uh, like the scene with um, her and Kira on the Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. And and it gets into this whole joy thing, and I feel like this movie, while it's a fun mm-hmm. uh, romp, it does have some things to say because we get introduced to like yeah. slavery in Star Wars and mm-hmm. like droid rights and. And stuff I'm not used to seeing in these, but yeah. it doesn't spend too much time on them, you mm-hmm. know? So, uh, but I think L3 is a really good version of how to do it because yeah. she never distracts from, from what's going on while they also don't downplay what she's about. Yeah, no, definitely. And yeah, that scene with her freeing all the droids is like really fun. Yep, exactly. And, uh, 
And yeah, spoiler alert, what happens to her is uh, pretty sad. It is sad. So we get to Kessel, and it's this mining planet, which we get a fun line on the land and going, ugh, who would ever live on a mining planet? Because <laughs> the first time we're introduced to him, it's on Bespin, which is a yeah. honey colony, right? <laughs> and uh, and it's really terrible conditions. And they, they you know, Kira plays like she's working for this uh, – for this higher up person and they're there to, to check out the facilities. They're going to trade slaves, which ends up being Han and Chewie and, and whatnot. And we get introduced to the Kessel run early to where to get to Kessel, you have to go through this gigantic storm that, that surrounds the planet mm-hmm. and to get there, there's a safe path. It's almost mm-hmm. as if like um, rough waters in, mm-hmm. in the ocean is if you stray off, like, yeah, you, you might be fine or you might disappear. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they get to Kessel safely, which is, again, set up for, for how they're going to have to leave. Uh, they, they cause chaos. They get the coaxium. And we see L7 DV or L3. It's L337. Mm-hmm. I've been doing that a lot lately. <laughs> uh, and kind of ruined the mission by freeing all of these slaves yeah. cause, uh, and droids because she sees restrictor, mm-hmm. like, things on them. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, it causes chaos. They still manage to get out of there with the coaxium, which is super unstable. So now they have a time clock, which I like a lot. Yeah. Um, because it, it's all the rushing that leads to their situation getting worse and worse. Yeah. Uh, that, that's a shout out to, to Lando as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I thought I, I thought he was going to say that at, at some point. Um, Me too. Like, especially when they're talking about, like, uh, you know, like, oh, uh, you know, he, he gets 25% of the... Uh, yeah. profits or whatever and it's like oh you're down to 20 and i was like all right here yeah. it comes but <laughs> yeah and it didn't but so uh, as they're making a break for it with the coaxium we see chewy leaves to go free some he sees some wookies and mm. i liked it because it shows chewy's character and it got rid of that life debt that i know a lot yeah. of e fans are on about um mm-hmm. i've never been a fan of the idea of a life debt because uh, mm-hmm. it makes it feel like chewy's obligated to be around han yeah like i I, I kind of like the idea of like it, it's fine if maybe that's originally why they hooked up, but I like the idea yeah. of yeah that well they're past that now they're just friends at this yeah. point. And, and I even felt that in this movie too because Han's like, well, it's been nice knowing you, man, but you got to do what you feel is right. Yeah. And and Chewie ends up coming back like he frees mm-hmm. the Wookies and goes yeah. and helps Han and and whatnot. And that's when we see him rip the arms off during yeah. this mission and and. The- that, that was the, the only thing I was kind of like, um, again, maybe a little nitpicky, but I, I kept expecting, like, you know, Chewie to go off and, you know, free the, the Wookiees. And I kept thinking that Han was going to go, like, you know, he's going to be conflicted, but go, like, uh, all right, fine, I'll, go, I'll come help you. Yeah. You know, but. Uh, Which we get a lot of that, though, because I, I've always felt like people criticize Han as, oh, he's not much of a rogue and a scoundrel as everyone thinks he is. Yeah. Well, no, he projects that image and he mm-hmm. tells people that, but. Anytime he gets a chance to go help his friends, yeah. he goes and does it. Mm-hmm. And that that's consistent throughout this movie. It's consistent through the prequel trilogy or the original trilogy yeah. and then the the sequel trilogy is what I meant to say. Yeah. Um, and, and Force Awakens. Yeah. When it you comes know? down to it, he does what's right. Exactly. And, and we see that here. Uh, he's conflicted by a lot of what he does. And, you know, uh, also the first time we get to see the Falcon, I, I bumped over this. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna lie to the, to our listeners, our viewers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I cried. 
I had tears of joy. Because uh, how much the Falcon meant to me as a kid. All I yeah. wanted was the Falcon playset. It was so hard to find. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, dude, I love that ship so much. And I, I love seeing it like brand new and nice and yeah. clean. And <laughs> yeah. It doesn't last. It doesn't get that way very long. Because yeah. <laughs> as they're getting to getting off a of castle, it gets wrecked. Yeah. Um, because they end up going through the storm and going off chart. And this is how we hear about uh, Han made the Kessel run in yeah. less than 12 parsecs. So, yeah. So uh, when they're trying to go through the main path, but uh, all of a sudden, uh, Imperial Star Destroyer is it right in front of them. shows up. Yeah. <laughs> and I love Han. And this is, this is Han in a nutshell mm. where he's like, oh, I have a good feeling about this. Yeah, right? and then like, they're, they're not going to send Tie Fighters after one little measly ship. And here comes seven Tie Fighters, <laughs> <laughs> right? So it chases them off course, and mm-hmm. this is the part of Star Wars that I really love. It's it's the mm-hmm. space chase. It's the kind yeah. of dog fighting elements, and there's not really too much dog fighting here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're going through the storm, and the Falcon's getting wrecked. They end up running into some big space creature that tries mm-hmm. to eat them. Uh, very reminiscent of the one that was in uh, in Empire that they thought was a cave uh, and, and whatnot. And then we see the Eye of the Storm. And yeah. It's such – I love when Star Wars plays a scale like this mm-hmm. because it is such a huge galaxy. But yeah. when you see this – when you see the Falcon up against this creature and then this creature mm-hmm. up against almost this black hole. Yeah. I, think I forget that they called it. It was like a gravity pool or something. It was like a gravity well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And and whatnot. So, uh, and and Han takes over piloting the the ship and shows us how great of a pilot he is. When they he he gives the order to to burn some of the coaxium uh, unrefined, it'll give him enough boost. And in 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 Grand Falcon fashion, the hyperdrive fails. Uh, <laughs> that was great. Time, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and so these are the small things that I like that they pay homage to, but they don't, they don't like, Hey, look at this. Remember when it doesn't jump? It's just, yeah. it feels in line to, to where these characters are mm-hmm. and, and stuff. But of course they, they get out, they get to the refinery planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're hot. We're hot. Not on Lando. <laughs> <laughs> Lando just leaves them, which I yeah. love. <laughs> like, uh, he's on his own. He's lost L seven or L three. Yeah. I did it again. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but because she the was ship is for, just like wrecked at this yeah, point. It's barely flyable. Yeah, uh, and we, you know, we we see Han and, and Beckett. Beckett's at his wit's end because Infus Nest shows up, and we mm-hmm. find out their story. Which I thought this was super cool because up yeah. to the point, this point, they just seem like pirates. They don't care. They're just robbing the stuff. But then we find out they're kind of part of the rebellion. Yeah. They're rising up against not just Crimson Dawn, but the Empire itself. Because we find out that Crimson Dawn, the Emphis Nest, is a young girl. Yeah. Which, which I really enjoyed that reveal. Mm-hmm. Um, and that uh, Crimson Dawn came to her planet and basically wiped out everybody in the name of, of uh, like conquering and, and establishing yeah. themselves. And she wants to represent those that can't stand up for themselves. And I just, I was really moved by that. And it's one mm-hmm. of those things that the whole movie's not about, mm-hmm. but it, it plays us so well. Yeah. And it, and it was just a, another good like foil to give Han this kind of choice between like, um, 
you know, like, all right, well, what are we going to do? We have, you know, Crimson Dawn's coming here. We need to give him the fool, uh, the, the fuel. Um, but then, um, yeah, the Marauders are like, but, you know, oh, you have a choice. Like, maybe, like, you can give it to us. You can help the Rebellion, help us fight. And then, um, yeah, it's just another good, like, uh, morality choice here. Yeah. Well, and, and we see with Beckett, because Beckett's like, no, nah, man, I this is my life. Like, we're taking it whether you like it or not. And... So him and Han kind of say some say some words, and he goes, "Oh well, I got a a job on Tatooine for some vicious gangster." Which I thought, okay, that's cool, because now that seeds Jabba a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's exactly who uh, uh, Beckett says he is, right? Yeah. Like he's like, "No, we're doing this job. I'm getting my money, whether you like it or not. I don't have time for feelings." Yeah. Versus Han, who's just like, "Well, no, we're we're we need to do what's right." Like, yeah, it's cool if I can lend my pocket. But deep down, like the world's bigger than us, and yeah, I like and, that economy between the two. And the and I feel like it kind of like almost gives you like some context for, um, you know, like a new hope. Like you know, there's a, a there's a point where Han can leave, and then and he does actually. But right, you know, you almost get with this context now. You can kind of maybe see him like trying to leave and just being like, ah, like I'm not Beckett, I'm not that guy, and right. you know, coming back. Yeah, and so they end up formulating this plan that oh no, they're gonna give them you know fake coaxium, and uh, we're gonna keep it for ourselves and send it off with Memphis Nest. So they meet up at Dryden Voss, and we get this really cool, basically a shootout yep. in his yacht for the coaxium because he feels like oh no, they've pulled a scam, mm-hmm. and uh, come to find out that no, uh, the scam is there is no scam, yeah. and that. They did everything that mm. just to, to throw off Voss, and mm. they're basically gonna to take him out, and mm. you know leave Crimson Dawn kind of in a in a cluster. Yeah. So, uh, and we see Kira and her loyalties get tested because mm. we kind of feel like there's something deeper with Voss, but there's also mm. Han, uh, and mm. you know the, the good guys end up winning the day, but there's yeah. a heel turn out of Beckett because mm-hmm. uh, now he's gonna take. The coaxium, and uh, it leads to this really good moment with Han and him, where and, there's and a I, shootout. And uh, well, I like too that again, just going back to like this feeling like a, a gangster, yeah. like a crime yep. movie, like all of the double crosses, and like, yep. you know, uh, yeah, I like the gang boss that it just becomes this kind of like, you know, like three or four way battle where, where everyone's kind of like, you know, uh-huh. trying to be like. All right, hey, if you team up with me, like you know, we can take them. Or oh no, if you team up with me, like we can do this yeah. and that. Like it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, we all know that I'm I'm a big wrestling fan, right? So I, like you'll you'll get these fatal four way matches where it's four guys against each other, and there'll be alliances that form during each. Mm-hmm. You know, so guy one and guy two will team up against guy three, and then guy three and guy two will team up against four, and then all three will gang up on one. And this is what that felt like in that you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but. I really like Paul Bettany and whatever he was, uh, whatever species of alien. Oh, and he gets mad. He gets mad. These these uh, like scars or whatever they are on his face glow, yeah. which I thought was really cool because it it felt like classic Star Wars where we're gonna make an alien but just tweak it slightly. You yeah, know? It, like it, it was subtle but like enough to be like cool mm-hmm. and menacing. That yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Well, yeah, and he can he can blend in if necessary with the Empire if necessary. Yeah. You know, like and, and uh, you know, they they end up killing him, which uh, it kind of sucks because he was such a cool bad guy. Like yeah. it was like, oh, man, it would be nice to 
see them stick around. And unfortunately, you know, when a bad guy dies in Star Wars, they, you know, they're gone forever. They are gone forever. Like, yeah. they never come back. Yeah. Uh, fun, fun fact about <laughs> Dryden Voss. Originally, he was supposed to be played by Michael K. Williams, and it was a motion capture oh, performance. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Omar from The Wire was supposed to be the crime lord, which I would have popped for. That would have been cool. <laughs> huge, right? And he was supposed to be some, like, feline, puma-looking gangster, which I thought would have been cool. Okay. But right. with, with all the reshoots, he couldn't make it back uh, to reshoot stuff. So uh, Ron Howard called him Paul Bettany. He was a close friend. Yeah, get like, the vision hey, in here. Yeah, you, you want some more of that Disney money? Like, <laughs> let's show up. Which I, I find it distracting. It's not a fault of anybody but my own because mm. he's just using his natural voice, which is the voice of the vision. Yeah. So uh, Ashley, my wife, leaned over me at one point and was like, that's Jarvis. And I was like, yes, it is Jarvis. So, but yeah, so we get to the end of the movie and it's it comes down to Han versus Beckett. Yeah, and and it's it's straight out of a western. It's mm-hmm. almost like ten paces turn, mm-hmm. and they're across from each other. And earlier in the movie, Beckett had warned him, "Everyone you know, you know, don't trust them. All. They'll all betray you." Mm-hmm. And this was a reminder. And then guess what, Tim? Han shoots <laughs> first. Oh my gosh! <laughs> right? That's so. Great, yeah. Yeah, I was the only one in my theater that clapped. So, uh, people looked at me like I was weird. <laughs> and Beckett was, was surprised by this because he didn't figure Han was that tight. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, it, yeah, yeah, he has like a, and it's actually like, like I don't know, sadly, like touching. Yeah. And then as he's dying, and, you mm-hmm. know, I, I like that he's like, good job. You know, I was going to shoot you. So, exactly. Yeah. You got me. <laughs> the, the apprentice has become the master, you yeah. know? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and, and it, Ends in this place where now Kira and, and Han, they, they can't, you know, she's yeah. she's still part of Crimson Dawn and has to answer for what had happened. Uh, yeah. Han has to go off on his own to become the legendary smuggler, you know, and I him and that, Chewie are now buddies. And I, I think sometimes people kind of criticize like the romance angles not being the best yeah. in Star Wars. But I, I think their relationship was like a, a pretty good tragic romance. <sighs> yeah, because and it, even if it's not a romance... It also works on a friendship level because oh, sure, yeah. that's him him leaving his old life behind. Yeah. Right? He was once Han from Corellia, whose dad worked in the, the mm. ship factories and designed ships yeah. and, and worked for for that, you know, Millipede mm. lady. And yeah. uh, Kira, you know, mm. represents like that, that new life. So, mm. or that old life, not the new life. So. And it's nice context for like, you know, oh, like, you know, he kind of starts off as like this, like, um, almost seems kind of like a hopeless romantic that just wants to find mm-hmm. this girl and stuff. And then she leaves him and you can kind of get the context. All right. So this is the kind of guy now that's going to be more yep. of a love him and leave him kind of person. Like, yep. you know, the kind of guy that says, I know instead of I love you. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that's it. Like, uh, a lot of this formulates Han to where he is and uh, and I like that a whole lot because yeah. and I, I feel like it does it in nicer kind of subtle story ways instead of like yeah. flat out like being like this is why I'm like this like exactly. you, you get it all through context of the story well yeah and he's always got that swagger to him too and it feels like that was started here as a shield you know yeah. like I'm not gonna let anybody hurt me mm-hmm. I'm gonna hurt them first so it's always like when he's talking to Leia he's yeah. like I know you love me princess just <laughs> when you can admit it yeah. It's that type of stuff. 
and, and if only they nailed that here. So, yeah. you know, you're, you're talking about how villains never, you know, <laughs> they always stay dead. They never return. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Kira is, is the last one standing in the yacht, right? Han's taken off. And she makes a call to this, like, the top guy, top person in, in Crimson, Crimson Dawn. Dawn. <laughs> and, and we get a hologram. And I was like, oh, what's this? Yeah. And and then as she's talking, this voice starts and mm-hmm. wants to know what's been going on. I was like, I know that voice. <laughs> I've heard that voice before. And the camera rolls around. And, and who do they reveal as the leader of Crimson Dawn, Tim? Darth motherfucking Maul. <laughs> oh, my God. I lost my shit. I was like, holy shit. I cannot believe they're doing this. Like, right. Because it, uh, it feels like something like, like a big like reveal like that. I wouldn't be surprised in like um you know like a Marvel movie or or something. Yeah. But like uh you still kind of don't expect like something that big in a Star Wars movie. Uh, even though technically you know it's canon from the Clone Wars series that that he came back. But like just the fact that it's like, you know, like the TV show and comic book canon always feels like a little bit of a lesser canon. Like to have it in the movies yeah. and be like, no, in your face, this is canon. He's back and. Well, Ooh, I, I I was very excited. <laughs> so so I've been really into Rebels, like not not as much why I watch it every week, but I've been really enjoying the stories they're telling, and they did a story last season with with Maul, and he was running the underground for a while. Like oh, nice. he yeah he gets rid of in, in Clone Wars, he gets rid of Pre Vizsla, defeats him in in uh, saber combat, mm-hmm. and and takes over that section of Mandalore. Uh, and oh, then uses Mandalore to take over the underworld. Yeah. And so the fact that they're tying it to Clone Wars, who I feel like Dave Filoni's really taking the torch from George Lucas as like the big cool idea guy. Mm-hmm. The fact that they're tying it into to that, into Rebels, yeah. like I want more of this. And again, it doesn't have to be more Han. It could be a yeah. Boba Fett movie where where we get to see Fett and and Maul yeah, interacting. Oh my god. Like, yeah, just that that was like the biggest thing for me is just the the amount of possibilities for this because uh, yeah definitely doesn't have to be a Han movie but you this is stuff you can now explore in like more underground criminal movies and yeah you could have something with Boba Fett uh, or yeah uh, you know just other people working like with yeah. Maul and uh, oh, so much possibilities been, I'm really excited yeah. about it and they just have to show up the side characters too like we don't I don't need Maul to be the 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 Darth Vader if you will sure like, yeah. To keep popping up as, as a physical threat, I like just his 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 atmosphere that he brings, yeah. and the fact that they got Ray Park, but they used uh, Sam Witwer's voice, okay. like to, to bring that back to what they had done in mm-hmm. in Phantom Menace, to where it was Peter Serafinowicz as the mm-hmm. voice. Mm-hmm. I thought, holy crap! <laughs> like if like there's been a, since the Last Jedi, there's been a lot of discussion of what is Star Wars and what feels like Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And I try to stay away from those because it's very subjective oh, to what sure, Solo yeah. means to everybody. Yeah. But I, I'm safe to say that Solo feels like Star Wars because to me it yeah. felt like an episode or even a mini series of Rebels and of mm-hmm. that level of canon. Uh, mm-hmm. Where it might not be for everybody. Not everybody is going to like it nearly as much as we have. But, yeah. but even my so- wife, who's so fatigued on Star Wars, <laughs> she really liked it. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, like, yeah, yeah. so far, I've only had like one friend that seemed to not really like it, but everyone else I, I've you know talked to yeah. or has seen that seen it has been like, 
uh and and, and kind of like surprising too to the point where like yeah i kind of loved it like i wasn't expecting yeah. to but yeah it's just uh, i don't think it's like um like I, I mean maybe again whether or not you don't you like or don't like the last jedi i think it was like a very like ballsy move to kind of oh, do time. some of the stuff but i i feel like this is more of a safe movie where uh you know it's not rocking the boat it's not really like changing anything or gonna make you look at anything different really but um it's just a solid like fun you know like ride with these characters yeah. with these you know places and ideas that you kind of come to know and like in star wars but at the same time presenting it in a in like a new kind of like genre new kind of mm-hmm. like story that uh i feel like makes it feel different enough where it's not just like a retread or something so yeah uh, and it doesn't not play on the nostalgia as much as like the force yeah. awakens you like, know because because again there's like hey you remember this like we see him mm-hmm. get his blaster that he's famous for having yeah you know the, but the, it felt like there was a few like hey, look it's his blaster yeah <laughs> there, there's yeah. a few things like that for me where i was like uh like this is cool but i don't think you need to like frame it so much because like he always has his blaster but it was never like a big thing like it was never like there's a scene where he's like by the way this is my blaster like you know i, I always yeah. got to have it by my side because it means so much to me it's like uh, yeah. like yeah we don't need to focus yeah. on it so much and, and yeah. I, i'm sorry um i've seen the original stuff a million times but yeah. like i i did not the dice yeah was that ever a thing like did i miss that or something like no so even from what i heard those dice they're, they're in the cockpit right of, okay. of falcon you can mm-hmm. go back and see them but they were just put there for like a little bit of like atmosphere and like okay. like this is this guy's like he's a trucker right yeah. like these are his fuzzy mm-hmm. dice mm-hmm. uh so much in fact that when they brought them in for either force awakens or last jedi yeah. they had to find a replica because they couldn't find the originals. Oh, because that's how kind of little they meant. Yeah. And I understand that, that that's his thing. Because Han's a gambler, right? Like he gambles yeah. with his fate. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just a little too much. <laughs> yeah, it, so. it, it's just a weird. Like I don't like I don't mind the dice or, or whatever. It just seems like weird to kind of try to make a thing out of like uh, yeah. a, a thing that I didn't think was a thing. Um, yeah. But um, I, I know we got to kind of wrap up soon. So just one yeah. uh, one thing I do want to mention, like um, uh, uh, kind of I, I said earlier, like I had maybe one kind of bigger complaint. Um, and for me, I feel like there is like a lot of character deaths in this where like, you know, first it starts off with like Beckett's team, like almost right. like his whole team dies. Uh, and then, yeah. yeah, you know, have like a L3 uh, die and you know it, it's fine to have like a character die or whatever but i feel like in this movie there was a lot of deaths and they were all rushed and then yeah like it just seemed weird because you had to get to a point where these characters that are very important to other like side characters we don't know yeah. as well are dying and then you know the characters just kind of like you know beckett just has to be like okay the next scene you know yeah like, yeah that, that's very a takeaway like because especially with rico and val i want to see more of them yeah. Like if they were to get a prequel comic, I wouldn't be like sure. what they were yeah. up to before. Like what led to them ending up on that mud planet. Yeah. You know. But yeah, I agree with that. Like. And then I, he I think it's just quick, like yeah. almost like a sociopathic level yeah. <laughs> of not caring. Yeah, I, I think it's just like it's just a matter of uh, there's so, like a lot in the story that you have to get through, and it's already a two-hour and twenty-minute movie, so you can't really explore the characters. You know, going through yeah. these beats, uh, which I totally understand. It's just 
and, and it doesn't like um it, it's just i guess if i had one nitpick um maybe it, it would be that but i understand why you have to get through it and stuff yeah definitely so so before we wrap up we we do end the movie with han actually winning the falcon oh right because right. he it, it, it almost felt like a post credit that wasn't a post credit because it was at the end of the movie um but yeah, so he he sees you know he remembers that Lando cheated, so we still get the the Sabak game where he fair and square beats Lando at, at his own game <laughs> and wins the Falcon. So it leaves us at where we need to be for whatever adventures. And uh, yeah. I, I hear it's underperforming this weekend, which is a shame. Um, now, so what does that exactly mean? Because like, I, I it's not gonna get like a billion dollars like maybe the other Star Wars movies, yeah. but it's still gonna do good, right? Like, it's not gonna. Yeah, no, it's still. I mean, Disney's it, it doesn't matter because they're playing with house money at this point. Yeah, you know, they've already made their investment back off of Luke, buying Lucasfilm, so yeah. they're fine with it. I just, you know, a lot gets made about box office, and I wish it would do well, but I also feel yeah. like some. The trouble production and whatnot, I feel everybody heard about. Yeah. So they're gonna they're gonna wait, and the critics haven't exactly been me and you, you mm. know. They they they've been a little bit more objective. I gotta give okay. certain ones credit. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, so we'll see. So again, that's why I keep stressing it doesn't have to be a Han sequel. If there is, yeah. I'm more than okay with that because mm. I love Han Solo. He's my favorite Star Wars character. Um. But they, even if just set in this world, yeah. you know, we know that we're getting a um, a James Mangold Boba Fett movie. Oh, it's gonna be so good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Can't man, wait. I'm so stoked for that. Like, you know, um, and, and Han could have a cameo in that. Like, we get yeah. Alden Aaron right there, and mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. I'm I'm really excited about yeah what's coming next. Like, it's uh, yeah, I, I would definitely be down for more Han stuff. But even that, like. I want to see the criminal stuff explored. I want to see more yep. of Lando. Like, there's a lot of yep. you know stuff you can do at this point. Yeah. So, but yeah. So, so that was our review of mm-hmm. of Solo Star Wars story. So, rating Tim. <laughs> uh, what would you rate? <sighs> I, I think I'd probably go with like maybe a let's say an eight for right now. But uh, I think. Like I, I'm gonna see it again. Like I, I've yeah. been having trouble going out to the theaters a lot because of like uh mm-hmm. just work and life and stuff. But I, I know yeah, you got a lot going on. Like you have yeah. a big day coming up, so <laughs> yeah. understandable. But um, I mean, this is definitely you know day one on, on Blu-ray. I'm gonna buy this, so I look forward to watching it again. So I, I can see maybe the score inching up a little bit once I see it again. But uh, I, I think for right now, I'd say like an eight. Yeah, so I, I'm in the same spot as you, although I'll, I'm gonna give it a little bit higher, an eight point yeah. five. Because uh, I love it. I'm, I'm trying to find a spot this weekend to see it again. I just got yeah. a lot going on. Uh, as everyone knows, also. You have tomorrow off, right? I do, but there's a Stanley Cup hockey game Ooh, okay. uh, being played here in town. Ah, so oh. we got to go down oh. and check that out. Oh, yeah. nice. Okay. So <laughs> that, that's going to get in a, a lot of the way. So, right. But I'll, I'll eventually get out and see it again. It's mm. As I said earlier, it's my favorite Star Wars movie. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and it was great. So, uh, this has been 1.21 gigawatts, <laughs> uh, special for solo. I'm going to make it special. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, you can, you can follow us at, on Twitter at mild underscore fuzz. Uh, if you liked us so much that you'd like to pay us, there's a, a Patreon link in the description. You can check that out. I think it's patreon.com backslash mild fuzz TV. Yep. Uh, 
right. and if you want to hit up me and Tim on Twitter, you can find Tim at Tim Vargulich. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember if you're on Twitter. So Oh no, definitely. <laughs> yeah. It's just at okay. uh, Tim Vargulish, uh, last yeah. name V-A-R-G-U-L-I-S-H. Yeah. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Matt of Steel 57. And, and uh, I would say, and unfortunately, uh, do you know Connor's Twitter name offhand? Yeah, Connor's at Connor Ryan 94. I know that better than he does because <laughs> I yell out that it's his name and his year of birth. Yeah, because I, I would, uh, I would say, uh, you yeah, know, unfortunately, yeah, he, yeah, he, he wanted to be here, but uh, yeah, he's uh, probably. I mean, probably if not he's as big, bigger his own fan. scams yeah <laughs> yeah he's done his own scams on the hard streets of his hometown yeah. so but, you know, yeah, but yeah if check you have him any out. questions about star wars i would yeah you can hit him up too <laughs> and if you want to know what pete thought hit him up at uh, <laughs> at uh wooble 89 i want to say oh, yeah. give me a guess uh, right now star if you wars. want <laughs> yeah i can guess uh, what i thought of the movie yeah yeah <laughs> But he loves Star Wars, so hit him up. Like, yeah. <laughs> definitely think Star Wars is better than Firefly. What? Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> I'm dying. So, all right, guys. Before I get the 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 cane, uh, 1.21 gigawatts. Thanks for watching, and until next time. Uh, may the force be with you, kind of. Thanks, my <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>